Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. No representation is made that the quality of podcasting performed is greater than the quality of podcasting performed by other podcasters. It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only show available on VHS, coming to you from North Alabama. The only person mad to find out that Leonard Skinner was from Jacksonville. I am Boomer Bob. And nestled deep in his northeastern bunker, the other guy who got screwed in the podcast Royal Rumber 3, I present John Jamingo. Hey. How have you been, pal? We're back. Man, <laughs> we took a, say that, we did, but we did are we really? three episodes, and then we took like a month break. Well, I mean, that's the American way, right? You know, you work your ass off for three weeks, and then it's time for a month vacation. Yeah. I wish that was really what happened. Uh, for me, I ended up getting an infection in my leg. I was in the hospital for five days getting IV antibiotics, and they kicked my ass. It took me the better part of two weeks to kind of get over that. I just had a ton of fatigue. So I was sleeping between 12 and 14 hours a day and then getting up just enough to do editing for, for podcasts and then going back to sleep again. It was, I think I lost like 17 pounds in, you know, wow. in that whole month because I just, I had no appetite. I didn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was just sleeping and then getting up just long enough to get clients work done and then going right back to bed again. Well, when you take serious antibiotics like that i mean it screws up your your gut's microbiome so bad and, and you're supposed to probiotic and all that you know afterward to, to build the good stuff back up yeah well they when i got there i was getting a bag of uh, antibiotics every 12 hours for the first two days the last three days they gave me a bag every eight hours and then they sent me home on pills for the better part of 10 days Wow. So, yeah, I, I didn't have a bacteria in me by the time no. I got done. <clears throat> and the, and that will mess you up. It'll it'll make you feel different, uh, screws up your energy levels. It, uh, you know, your your food that you do eat can greatly affect you differently. So, yeah, I had uh, like family stop by because they hadn't heard from me. They thought maybe I died in the house. <laughs> well, they should just check the podcast board and see if you're alive still. <laughs> Well, yeah, because there was times where I also do another podcast called Hate the Wait, and we had taken time off from that, too, and I would come in and struggle through that. Yeah. Uh, it's not a comedy – well, not comedy pop. It's not really a – I don't know how to explain that podcast. It's just different. It's just me talking about things that I was going through trying to lose weight. So it's a little bit easier than to do what we do here. I don't, I don't know if this is a comedy podcast or not. I think it's what it is, the hangout podcast that we talk about things that's happening in here, and then hopefully you'll get a few laughs. Well, I mean, it comes from a boomer perspective. It does. So, it absolutely does come from a boomer perspective. You know, by the modern day definition of the word boomer. Mm -hmm. And then one of the ways that we, we got reunited, what was it, last Friday night at the <laughs> Royal got Rumble? Tricked. Well, I mean... I saw, I mean, I was a part of one of them before, so I kind of knew what it was about, but I didn't realize that I was going to get thrown on there first. And the thing for me was, I don't do well monologuing. So the first thing they did was they threw me out there and, and they just said, hey, you're going to go first. And they put me out there. I thought I'd be with somebody else that we could banter back and forth. And it was just me. And I don't, I just, I kind of froze. I'm not going to lie. Kind of froze up and. Well, I, I think anybody would have in that particular scenario, not knowing that you're going to be totally monologuing. I, I thought they were going to bring two people in at the same time in the beginning. And and um, <clears throat> so I I kind of think it would have been fair to say, hey, you're going to be on first. You're going to be up there by yourself for five minutes. So have something prepared. Yeah. And then immediately the chat jumped on me like a hyena on a fresh kill. Oh, and I was watching that. Ignore the. Yeah, you well, you know, yeah, I, you know, we had the cunt from down under in there. So 
he was just having a field day. <laughs> and I, my instinct was to just go after him, but then I thought he's a nobody and nobody will know him and it won't make any, like five people know what I'm talking about. So I decided not to do that. Now, if I could go back and do a rewind, the first thing I would have did was just attack the whole system. Like, why would you put me in here by myself? What kind of fucking moron would do this? I would just attack the show. Well, you know that that was planned, and I bet you that our friend from Arkansas had something to do with that uh, being arranged. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because uh, I am in a group text with him, and I said the other day, I said, he's like a double agent, you know, and this is uh, Jody B. He has the Po' Boys podcast. I said, he's like a double agent. Like, in other words, I don't trust him at all. I've been burnt by him before. And to be honest with you, if I had the chance to do the same thing to him, I would. So I respect it. Don't get me wrong. I respect yeah. it, but right. I should have been ready for it. I didn't think Riley, who was running this, would do that to me. See, I, I didn't really know any of these guys. Um, I mean, I have, I, I kind of know Jody. I mean, we've talked a lot, not on a podcast. You know, we've never really podcasted together. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know anybody else in the group. You know, I know of like, you know, Jason Almy and Adam Nutter and, and those guys. I know them through their their shows and through their presence on online. I don't but I've never hung out with them and talked to them. So, well, uh, then the other thing is that once you get four people or three people in there, everybody talks over each other and then you're waiting and you're trying to get in. It's like trying to get on a, a freeway when you're in a Model A and everybody's doing 90 mile an hour. You're trying not to step on somebody. What kind of murdered me was, and it's not that I don't know how to talk, you know, X-rated shit. It's disinteresting to me. I have no desire to sit here and talk like that. So I just don't. I, I'll drop f bombs all day long. I mean, I I can I can give Astamouth Adam a run for his money on the on the f bomb drops, but. I don't care to sit here and discuss what kind of porn I watch in graphic detail. And I damn sure wouldn't expect my wife to get on there and talk about the kind of porn we watch. It's just nobody's business. See, I, it, to me, it's an element of class. I just, I just don't want to put that out there. Well, that was me because I was looking for a topic and then all of a sudden something no. popped into my head and I, and I went and I started it. Yeah. But then you were <laughs> removed and yeah. they brought in somebody else who I won't name. And then Adam Nutter, who he's awesome. Mm -hmm. He's he's full of energy. You know, the guy is just full of pep. He's fun. Um, he brought up, you know, masturbation and what that he quit watching porn. He's sworn off of porn for three months or something. And it's like, that's fine. I can roll with that. But then they started talking about what kind of porn they watch together. And it's like, what you know, with the they watch husband together. and wife Who watches porn together? The Wutskies. They were talking oh. about something about the like the hard hard stuff that's on Netflix that they watch together and stuff like this. Like, why is that? Why do you want to tell the world that you do that? And I, I guess you were right to bring it up and call me somewhat of a prude. There's just certain <laughs> things I just don't want to discuss. No, I get it. You know, it's just none of anybody's business. No, I, I understand. But again, I'm, sometimes I think when you open up a mic and you're doing a podcast, it's almost like truth serum. It's like you wouldn't admit this anywhere else like you would talk about topics that you really wouldn't talk about anywhere else but on a podcast for me i just speak the truth well it's tough and and i got told by we'll just say mel gibson the guy from australia oh the cunt from down under yeah we got i, I was told by him that you know you when you podcast you you have to be you know ready willing and able to discuss anything Whatever gets brought up, you can't bitch out on any any topic whatsoever. And I, I disagree. I, I respectfully disagree that, that maybe his he may not have any boundaries, any guidelines of things that he will and won't talk about. But I do. I, I just don't I don't want to hear anybody, any other podcasters talk about that stuff. Therefore, I don't want to talk about it myself. No, I get it. And again, that's the great thing about podcasting. You don't have to do anything you really don't want to do. Yeah, like like shill shitty pills and CBD oils and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I I do understand that. <clears throat> and the funny thing was, after I got kicked out, I just shut everything off and just left. And oh, really? You weren't there for the end? Oh, that's right, because when he brought us all back in at the end, I didn't notice you anywhere. Yeah, because as soon as they as soon as I got kicked <laughs> off, I was like, "Thank God, that's over." 
it was like if you're a wingman for somebody and the other girl is like homely and you got to talk to her and she's got no personality, but you got to be there on the wing covering for the guy. Sure. And then it's, they leave and then you don't have to talk. It's like, thank God that's over. God, thank God that's over. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a, you know, it's like a visit to the dentist, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it was, I don't want to cry on unfair, but to throw you and I, who I've never done done this before, so I really didn't even know what it is. And going back and listening to the first one that was, I think, hosted by Jody, and number two that was hosted by Dave, those two were not well organized. That was a shit show. Both of them were. So I didn't know what to expect with this one. This one, I thought he ran it very well. I thought it was ran good, smooth, probably an easy edit for him. But... I wasn't a fan of him throwing you and me up there in the beginning. You by yourself was just dumb and disrespectful to you. I don't think that that's right at all. I mean, because what is he going to do? Take you out after five minutes and then bring me in? I mean, what? Well, I got to tell you, the greatest thing that throwing us two together was the first time we had the chance to talk in three weeks. Yeah, well, you know, I've. I've noticed you online, you know, like, you know, you're pretty active on uh, like Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. So I just kind of assumed, yeah, you're, you're doing, you know, you're doing your own thing. You're probably <laughs> catching up on your work. I don't know what you're doing, you know, maybe yeah. whatever. When, were, I would, I would say it was my fault because I really didn't have an answer for you because I didn't know how I was feeling. And, and you're saying, yeah, because I'm on social media laying in bed you wake up and you're like sure. and you're so you're just sitting around sitting watching you know you're going through social media and you see something that pisses you off or whatever and you just put posted or you go after yeah. somebody or something like that but you know it was the only thing i was really doing uh but it was my fault i should have reached out I, it was really i'm telling you it really threw me for a loop i've never been that fatigued over something it was a weird well, situation not, i mean but you're not bound i'm not over here going yeah fuck john he <laughs> talk to me in three weeks fuck that guy i mean i was just you know I, I was wondering too but i just i kind of assumed that you know you're big enough that if there was a problem you would have uh, came to me about it or if you weren't happy with the angles or or like maybe you listened back to episode four uh and was like yeah it's not really something worthy of putting out then then you would approach me with it and say, hey, you know, that one kind of sucked. Can we can that one and do it differently? And here's where we fucked up. Right. Well, that one did kind of suck. And it wasn't because of you. It was more because of me. And it was because of me because I was going through all this bullshit. That being said, there is this is episode four because that right. will never see right. the light of day. I understand. Right. So right now, everything's on fire. You can't go anywhere. Are you buying any Goodyear tires now? How do you feel about Goodyear? Well, I have Firestones on my truck, and I bought them earlier this year, so uh, it was eleven hundred goddamn dollars. So I'm good. Okay, I don't, I don't need any of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I mean, what point do we just like convictions? Do they really mean that much? Do you do you? Say, well, I'm against them allowing this, but not that. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! <laughs> oh, I thought the Lord was calling me up. I thought I was having Blue, a stroke. Bluetooth's turned off. I've I've got the phone on mute, so I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Well, here's the funny thing. I would say one side was really into cancel culture. And then as soon as the other side started canceling people, they were like, What do you mean? Why are you doing this? This is terrible. And basically what happened was Goodyear, they had a presentation where they said that you can have a Black Lives Matter hat or uh, defund the police hat, or I can't remember the, all of them, but the ones you couldn't have, you couldn't have anything that said Trump, and you couldn't have anything that said Blue Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or White Lives Matter. You couldn't have anything like that. And that pissed off the president, and the president said, boycott Goodyear, and their stock went down 3% in a well, day. I've worked my fair share of of jobs where there was a an employee handbook and you had certain guidelines for your attire and your hair length and your beard and etc cetera, etc cetera. and i'm pretty sure that i wasn't allowed to come in wearing a shirt that said fuck you on it you know what i'm saying and to some people when they see defund the police or they see uh you know black lives matter they see fuck you it's 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 triggering 
So why not just cancel all of it and say, no, you can wear your good to your hat and your good to your shirt and your good to your fucking pants into work. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they should have just outlawed all of it. The problem I had was this is okay, but this isn't. And exactly. the, the pandering to you know the one side, I would just say, hey, listen, we're running a business here. We're making fucking tires. We don't need your political beliefs on your shirt. I don't need you in here. I don't want any fights or arguments or any of that other bullshit. You wear a plain T-shirt, a Goodyear T-shirt, or something like that. I don't want any any political, anything like that. If I see it, you're going to have to go and get it and go get changed. That's number one. Listen, an article came out, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, and it was like all these people that supported Black Lives Matter, and one of them was Dunkin' Donuts, and I go to Dunkin' Donuts every day. And I spend money there because I get breakfast there every day. And I said, that's it. I'm not going to Dunkin' Donuts anymore. You know how long that lasted? A day. <laughs> a day. And I was just like, uh, it was like Broke ba- Mountain with me. And I was like, I can't quit you. <laughs> so I just said, and that's how it is most of the time. Look how they, what they did for years. They wouldn't, uh, the gays, the alphabet community would not go to Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A is just, uh, I got to tell you. They had never really were hurt. Now, they got hurt where they weren't allowed to put stores in airports and stuff like that. Besides that, any ones that were out, the lines are around the block still now. I personally think they did more damage roughly six weeks ago or so when the CEO was on some show being interviewed. It, there was there's like video of it. I don't know what the show was, but it had a, you know, a, a black guy that was the uh, host and the CEO of. I think it was Dan Cathy, CEO of uh, Chick-fil-A, said that uh, white people should be shining black people's shoes. And then he gets up and he goes over there and, and he like kneels down like he's going to shine the guy's shoe. And the the black guy was like, yeah, that that's nice. What about some of that stock? Let me yeah, get a little see? bit of that stock. Right. Never it, enough. Like, you don't, you know, <laughs> his virtuous signal backfired big time right there, right in his own face. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. And and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't feel a need to shine anybody's shoes, not even my own. Well, I got to be honest with you. I blame this on what I call toxic femininity. The uppity white woke women are the scourge of the world and they are driving this nonsense. And the guys come along because they're cucks and they think that the women want these woke gentlemen and they don't. They want the dirty bikers, uh, the bad boys. That's who they want. So now that's how you get Antifa, because they're like the bad boys of the left. Yeah, I don't know of any Antifa guys that are crushing any pussy. (laughs) I I don't know either. Again, I really don't know that. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Uh, What was it just two days ago? They drug a guy out of a car and they beat him unconscious. Now the guy that they, they identified him and they just arrested him. I think it was today they just arrested him. And I say, and let's see, let's see how long it takes. I say that in the near future, somebody's going to go and they're going to try to drag somebody out of the car and they are going to get the wrong guy and he's going to be packing and it's going to be this. And they're going to be stacking bodies like cordwood. Well, not where guns are illegal though right i mean because if you're not allowed to have a gun then you know nobody's gonna have one and that the way that works well i gotta say you know it's better to be judged by 12 than carried by six yeah that'll stop this nonsense you know if you're getting drug out of a car and you have a gun on you i think you have the right to shoot and just until they get away or just pull the gun and see if they back off if they still start coming after you when you have a gun pulled that's when you take them out I think that this is what we have to do. The police aren't protecting you anymore. They won't even come. No. And if they do come and arrest them, they let them right out. If you're a rioter and they arrest you, they won't prosecute you. So why would they arrest you? But if you hold a party or try to open a gym, there's a gym here in right where, two miles from where I live. This guy's been trying to open since since this whole lockdown started. And... Now they've revoked his license and fined him $130,000. So, again, you're letting out rioters. You won't charge them. But he was arrested, fined, and had his business license revoked. There was a guy that owned a gym that moved all of his equipment out into the parking lot 
and they still arrested him. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, you have a there's a, a list of corporations that um, are funding the defund of the police movement. Uh, dozens of corporations from around the world have collectively donated millions of dollars to left wing organizations that advocate for defunding America's police department. Companies including Microsoft, Intel, Airbnb have donated to Black Lives Matter Global Network and Color of Change, both of which want to defund police departments. Clothing companies, uh, let's see, H&M, they donated a half a million. Cliff Bar donated 100000 Cisco, Cisco, the, the tech company, was going to split $5 million across four social justice groups. Ritz Crackers. Now, I kind of think that's funny. You know, like crackers donating to Black Lives Matter. You would think that they would be more of a white charity. Because <laughs> they're for crackers. They're for crackers. They support crackers. And it's uh, a sister brands, Oreo, Trident, and Chips Ahoy, had donated a half a million. I could see Oreo donating to Black <laughs> Lives Matter. Well, there is more black in an Oreo than there is white. I've always thought that that was unfair. That's see, I, I get, right. Maybe that's why I reach for the mega stuff, because there's as much white as there is black. Chips Ahoy mm. kind of sounds like it should go for a gay charity. Mainly the soft and chewy ones. You got DoorDash donating 500000 That's the first company that you've mentioned that I've used. I don't know what, what, who Slack is. Slack is, a, it is an app that you can put on your phone, on your computer, and basically it is like a pri- – it's kind of like Discord. It's a private messaging system. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. I've heard mm-hmm. of that. I use that. That's another one I use. Clothing brand Vans. Uh, no. Is donating fifty thousand. Oh, pff, you can tell their sales are down. Only fifty grand. Come on, Pokemon. That's the one that bothered me. Pokemon. Now, would you give up Pokemon Go? Uh, announced on Twitter that uh, it'll be making making a one hundred thousand dollar donation to Black Lives Matter. Now, well, I don't give them any money. I just play the game that's free. I don't buy the. Uh, I don't pay for the in app you know purchases. So, but do you? Okay, so but you get there's ads on your app because nope. you don't know no. there's no one. No, no ads in the game at all. They they do collect your data, of course, because it's it's like a GPS. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, yeah, of. it is kind of sort, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because they know everywhere you're going. Wow, I never thought about that. If it's something you're going, if you use all the time, like I said, I go to Dunkin' Donuts all the time. And I said, okay, I'm not going anymore. It lasted a day. And I pulled right in and I said, you know something? I am worthless and weak. I have no conviction, none. Now, I could care less about vans and I could care less about Goodyear tires. I'll tell you what, you know who does care? NASCAR. And now that NASCAR fans know that, uh, you know, they'll allow Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, I I think they could take a hit. I mean, a huge hit. Why, why, why would you do this? I think NASCAR did all the all the damage possible to itself with the whole Bubba Wallace thing, and I, I think I'm on both sides with him, you know, angling to to ban Confederate flags, et cetera, et cetera, and then the thing with the with the noose that didn't exist, you know, the Jesse Smollett number two event. No, I get that, it. I, I think they did enough damage to their organization that them continuing to use Goodyear tires is not going to make a shit of difference. Well, Honestly, Any, anybody who's still into NASCAR, despite all that they've done in the last couple of months, is not going to be bothered by, you know, Goodyear. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I just think everything is just so hypersensitive. I mean, I'm waiting right now for the uh, that Sturgis motorcycle rally. I'm waiting for like in a week or so that they start blaming all these cases on. Is, yeah, yeah, that that was... And that like is that only ten days or is that a full two week event or what? It was, uh, I think it was ten days. Yeah, it's so over it's, now. It's like a, a weekend and then that like following weekdays, right? So, yeah, there was a lot of uh, people there that weren't masking up and keeping social distancing, but there was also a few, I guess, protesters that were trying to cause problems up there too. Nine, of course, they they were wearing masks, I think, too. But right, but now see, here is the thing: I don't know if they were really Antifa. Or were they imposters? And I'll, I'll tell you why I think they might have been imposters. Because you have to have brass balls to go stand, nine of you, in a place where there's, they estimated 460,000 people were at this event. All bikers. Jeez, Jeez that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought there was only going to be 250,000. They were using 
cell phone data. And what it was kind of interesting what they did. They would take the cell phone data that was there two weeks before and they would eliminate that because they said that's the people that live there. And then all the cell phone data, all the new unique pings off the towers and everything, they got a, a number of 460,000 people that went there. Oof. So you got 460,000 bikers and nine Antifa. Now, listen, Antifa, I don't care what they say. They're pussies. You see them. I, I haven't seen a fight that they got into yet that they've won. No. And they they sat there. Now, listen, all the police were around them. All the police they wanted defunded. All the uh, all cops are bad or all cops are bastards. All that. These cops were around them. They wouldn't let anybody touch them. Right. Until one of them kicked one of the motorcycles. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> guy kicks. And he was a tall dude, too. Tall, skinny drink of water. He kicked one of the motorcycles. And the crowd started to rush. And the cops said, hey, the cops, all they do is put their hands up. And then they grabbed yeah. this guy and they took him down. They cuffed him. And then they, they moved all nine of them. They moved him out of there. And they had to circle him. Because if they would have got up, I'm telling you right now, if there wasn't police there, they would have had the shit beat out of them. Yeah, they. I, I don't. I don't even know if you could guarantee their safety. I don't even know if they would have stopped. And there's a lot of like barren land, or not not barren, but just open land uh, around that area that wouldn't be hard to, you know, get rid of get the rid of them. Yeah, you just stack. Yeah, just go out there and one of the fields out there and dig up and take care of them. But yeah, I don't see nine Antifa people actually showing up to this rally. I don't. I don't think they would have you the think balls. Think it was fake. I think it was fake. I really do. I don't think that Antifa would have ever showed up to that rally. What would be the point, though, of them being fake? I mean, what for the cameras or? Yeah, it would be for the cameras. So who would have put them there, though? Like the media or the the bikers themselves, so that they could look like they have restraint. I would think it would be more of a, a right wing group. That wanted to make them look bad, like the Proud guy, boys. the guy that kicked the bike. Mm. Just as the bike was going by, he reached out and just kicked the back, uh, the back of the yeah, bike as it yeah. went by, and then all of a yeah. sudden, all hell broke loose. And then they immediately took the, them down and then scurried them out of there. It just didn't seem to me like it was something that Antifa would do. Now, right now, they're in Oregon. They're they're going into the suburbs, uh, like at midnight, and they're using megaphones in there keeping everybody up and the police aren't doing anything about that <laughs> again i have a feeling that pretty soon the people are going to be done with this and it's not going to end well at all i mean could you imagine where you live and antifa black lives matter coming through your neighborhood at midnight with bullhorns waking up everybody how do you think that would go uh they're Kind of get the shit kicked out of them because yeah. there's a bunch of uh, gun-toting, proud-ass rednecks out here that don't give a fuck. No, they don't. They're like on first-name basis with the bail bondsmen and the judges. You know what I mean? Because they don't care. They've. I'm telling you, there's a different type of justice down there. They've smacked guys at the bar for less, you know? And, Absolutely. And gone to jail for it. So. All right. So in New Jersey, where I am right now, Governor McBeaverteeth, Governor Murphy, who's one of the worst, the worst one I've ever seen in New Jersey. He is now making it where we have to, everything's going to be mail-in voting. Do you trust that? No, not at all. I mean, yourself personally, do you trust that? Because did you not see the video where a woman, now I don't, we don't know if this was a primary ballot or if it was an actual, you know, current like general election ballot, but her and her brother live in the same home and- one of them is a Republican. The other one is a Democrat. Now, she showed on the back of the envelope that you use to mail your ballot back. On the back of them, there's a barcode. And above that, there's a number. And at the end of the number, one of them said D and the other one said R at the end of that number. There you go. I mean, that's a telltale sign. Throw away all the R's. Throw away all the D's. Whatever side. They just arrested four people up in Patterson uh, for voter fraud and a judge just threw out an election result for mayor up there they have to redo yeah. it again all because of this mail-in absentee voting and what i love is in washington a bunch of people marched on the uh, postmaster general's house because they wanted mail-in voting and i'm thinking to myself well if you can march to protest you can march to the polls 
I don't have a problem with absentee voting because they send one ballot for that person. You get it, you vote, you send it in. But just a mass mail out. All right, I live in a house that's rented. There's like seven people. I get mail here for like seven different people. I go to the mailbox with a with a bag, and I take out all the ones that are for everybody else and throw it in the trash. And when the uh, primary sample ballots come out, I get like six of them for people that don't even live here anymore. So I could get six mail-in ballots. That's true. So do I open them all up and vote one way and then mail them in and then go to the poll and vote again? Because there's no way they can tell. There's no way they can tell that you voted twice. I'll probably get an extra one because I still get mail for a guy who lived in this house. He owned it, and uh, he he passed away. So it's not uncommon for dead guys to get stimulus checks and uh, you know ballots. <laughs> so, well, we have, uh, like I said, I guess today is the is the convention over the Democrat convention over. I didn't watch it. Any I, of I it. think it was only four days, but uh, but. Uh, I don't think anybody really cares because no. it was the biggest shit show. And I'm not saying this. If, if if the other side puts on the same kind of a show where everybody phones it in basically with a, a pre-recorded produced you know video, I mean, you could tell Michelle Obama was what Monday night and, and she, uh, I think she said 150,000 deaths. So Everybody else that same night was 170,000. So you can tell hers was from probably like two weeks or a month ago. She also threw Trump under the bus for separating children in cages at the border, which was a policy that was implemented by her husband. Here's the thing. They could have the election today. Everybody knows who they're going to vote for. They could have it right now. All this campaigning and bullshit. It doesn't matter. Everybody's had their mind made up. No one cares. And I got to tell you right now, this isn't Biden or Trump. This is Trump and people who hate Trump. Yeah, this is Trump or not Trump. That's all this is. Trump or not Trump. It's how many people hate him and how many people love him. It's not about the other guy. You can tell it's not about the other guy. No. It's almost criminal what they're doing with him. Well, they tried like hell. Like I caught a little bit of it last night. Uh, what I seen was it looked like kind of like a drive-in movie theater with like a stage, but nobody was on the stage and it had like a big screen overhead and they social distanced their cars and they were like holding Joe signs out the sunroof and shit like that. And, and somebody took signs and they spelled Joe with it in the parking lot. And it's like, they are trying to to attach Joe's name to this anti-Trump, you know, movement, which is what this is, like you said, is either is it's it's not a, a a vote for Democrat or or Republican or Joe or Donald Trump. It's a vote for whether or not you like Trump. That's all it is, and 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 they're trying to attach a name to it, give it the name Joe. The anti-Trump movement's name is Joe. Like you said, you you nailed it when you said that everybody who's going to vote's already made up their mind anyway. So I don't get the point. There are very few people that are still on the fence about this uh, election. And, and as far as mail-in voting, all these assholes who for the last four or five months like to point out to the scientists and the doctors, you know, the nation's top doctors. Well, Fauci came out last week and on television in an interview and said May, that Voting in person is safe as long as you practice social distancing and wear a mask and et cetera, et cetera. You know, so I don't get the problem. Your your own scientist came forward and said, yeah, go vote in person. Right. Now I get it. November 3rd, weather's not going to be good everywhere. Okay. So dress for the occasion. If you care enough, if you are invested enough in your convictions in this damn election, then you're going to do what it takes. I agree with you. I was texting somebody. It was, a, it was a friend of mine. Well, I don't know if they're friends of mine anymore, to be quite honest with you. And she basically said, I don't care who's running. I don't care what they're doing. I will vote against Trump. You could put a potted plant yeah. on that ballot. You could put a stuffed animal on that ballot. I will vote for a stuffed animal before I vote for Trump. I had a, a buddy of mine. I was in a band with him. He's a good guy. But my wife had shared some things, I forget, some 
what happened to Joe Biden Biden fucking video. I don't know what it was. He commented, Sleepy Joe could slap my grandmother right in the mouth and while she lays on the ground, sniff her hair for four hours straight, and at the same time forgetting every single word to the America of the Beautiful, and I'm still gonna vote for him. So then I I shared that. Oh yes. So it's- I shared that. And he he said, Sleepy Joe could be wheelchair bound in a near vegetative state. And the only way he could communicate was by ringing a bell like that guy from Breaking Bad. And I'd still vote for him. Yeah. So then I corrected him and said, Hector Salamanca. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is uh, this is what she wrote back to me. She goes, honestly, I could care less. Bugs Bunny could be running and I would vote for Bugs Bunny. I don't understand it because I've never in my 49 years plus on this planet, I've never had a president make that much of a difference in my life that it meant that I want to vote against him, uh, not vote for the other guy, just vote against him. And, and I don't understand it. What the hell is either of these guys going to do for anybody? I, again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know one thing, taxes will go up. Services will go down. I, so this is the other thing I asked. I said, what could Biden do where you would not vote for him? She says nothing. He could dick slap Kamala wearing a white hood, and I would still vote for him. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, uh, the problem with that theory is I don't think he's going to be able to do that because on January 21st, she's going to jump out of a closet and go, boo, and he's going to drop dead. You're not really voting for Biden. You're really voting for Kamala. Well, you're voting against Trump, too. And Well, yeah, which then what? You're voting for what, Pelosi for for VP? I don't know. I have not no how idea. that'll work. No, you can pick if Biden steps down, she can pick her own VP. I have no idea who she would pick. That scares me too. Probably that uh, uh, rice chick. I don't know. I'm thinking of one of the squad. Could you see Kamala? Oh my god! <laughs> there would be impeachment hearings like crazy. Like I, I already told everybody if I don't care what anybody else, you know, anybody who listens to the show, whatever. I don't care what they think of my my politics, my personal politics. I am against all this ridiculous shit that that you see on the news. All this retarded SJW bullshit, uh, that being the focus. I'm more mad that the media just plays that on repeat every day and doesn't tell us the real news that's going on. What's going on with, you know, the uh, the bomb going off in uh Sorry, Lebanon the other, you know, what, two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They actually think that that was uh, a new kind of attack rocket missile, whatever, launched from a Israeli plane. Like, they've done the math on it, and it's got the same kind of activity after, you know, aftermath that they knew that there was old ammonium nitrate kept in this, uh, you know, warehouse, whatever. Et cetera, et cetera. There, there's all that. There's, there's a lot going on with Iran right now between us and Iran. Like they've changed the representative. Our representative to Iran has stepped down and they put somebody else in. And the guy that they put in uh, is somebody that, you know, when they put him there <laughs> as, as the representative, something's going down. So, cause this guy's notorious. I'm not getting into names right now cause it's not important, but um, I mean, there's just so much going on out there that is more important than, Protest erupted tonight in Portland, blah, 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 defund the police. You know, there, there's so much more important. There's that five-year-old kid who got shot riding his bicycle out in front of his house that everybody knows about. I don't mean to go into that, but put that on the news. Where's the outrage? The same thing that happened with uh, George Floyd. It took a couple of days for that video to go viral for everybody to jump on that. Same thing happened with uh, the boy that got shot. That was horrific. But, you know, they got the guy. He's in jail. He's going, you know, they're going to, he's going to trial. To me, Tucker Carlson uh, was targeted on the air and people went to his house and tried to break in and everybody thought that was funny. And then what happened was it happened to a photojournalist the other way. And then all of a sudden that's horrible. And, you know, we shouldn't be able to do this and, the mayor of Chicago just signed a, some kind of executive order where you can't protest in front of her house. 
Talking about Mayor Mayor Joe Boo? No, Mayor uh, Beetlejuice. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. You ever seen um, Major League? <laughs> Major League, the, the, the statue. The guy, guy with the little voodoo doll, <laughs> Joe Boo. <laughs> Joe Boo. She, she looks like him. <laughs> or it. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck you, Joe Boo. Everybody thinks it's okay until they come for them. The same thing happened in Portland, Oregon, when they went to protest at the mayor's house. That's when she went in and, and cleaned up Chaz. That was it. That was enough of that bullshit. What's great? Well, that was uh, Seattle with Chaz. But the mayor, I what I thought hilarious about the mayor of uh, Portland. Uh, I, I did. I got him mixed up because the mayor of Seattle is a, is a woman. Yeah. The dude who's mayor of Portland about two weeks ago, he was he was out there protesting with protest back when they had the um, the I guess the. I don't know if it's National Guard or if it was like federal It was police. the federal police. It was uh, that were guarding security. the federal building. Yes. The protesters they blinded a couple of the of the of the police guys with uh, laser pointers and stuff, blinded them. Yeah. Like permanently. See, it's a good thing I don't run this country cuz that would be over in about 2 seconds. Mm-hmm. Cuz I would have snipers up on a roof and I would say as soon as you acquire somebody that's shooting a laser pointer, take them out. Drop them like a dump rat that they fucking are and then that'll be the end of that well they threw tear gas out there so you know the mayor was out there and got tear gassed and the the interesting backstory to that is his nickname is tear gas ted because he's known for tear gassing people so i guarantee he planned it out he's like look i'm gonna be out there about 8 30 over here by this uh, particular tree about 8 45 i want you to throw a can my way you know what I mean? So that he can lose the moniker tear gas Ted by saying, yeah, he was out there and I got tear gassed. I'm on your side. I would have snipers up on the roof. And as soon as somebody would cock back with a rock or a frozen bottle of water or a laser pointer, I would just have him shot. We've got trucks that can roll up and emit a sound wave that drives people insane. They can, they can emit heat to where it feels like you're being baked. They can shoot, you know, water cannons. What? This is, hello? Bring it out. I agree with you. I'm all for it. Shut it down. I like it when, as soon as the cops do come out and start, they all put their hands up, like, hands up, don't shoot, and they all start backing up, which is, to me, kind of a, like, it's definitely a pussy move. Fucking millennials. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't even think it's just millennials. I think there's a lot of uh, boomers out there that kind of feel the same way. Again, it's either for Trump or against Trump. That's what this election is. And he's not helping himself. He's a big fucking dummy, too. All the shit that he's doing, he's not helping himself. But the problem is, what, what's your choices? Because I definitely don't want socialism. I definitely want that party to have power. Look what the fuck they're doing without power. Can you imagine what would happen if you put that fucking party in power? He gets hit with loaded questions all the time, like in the, the White House uh, press room. And it's like, does he not have the fucking wherewithal to just go, you know what? I don't have an answer to that question. Next question, no. please. Because he's too much of a fucking maniac, narcissist, psychopath yeah. Yeah. to not know something. He's always got to say something. But he's an idiot. In that, in that same breath, though, I mean, anybody who wants that job, aren't they narcissistic, psychopath, sociopath, et Maybe. cetera, et cetera? I don't know. I think this year, this is shit show. 2024, I think we might be able to get back to normal again. 2024 is going to be an election of elections because you won't have an incumbent. I think the tensions that we felt the last three years are going to continue. I don't. I think this is the new normal. No matter who's in office, I think there's always going to be problems in our streets and complaints and the social media canceling people for whatever. And it's it's never going to end. I don't think so. I'm honest. Be, I got to be honest with you. I think this cancel shit's over because people don't care anymore. I don't think people care anymore about this canceling thing. I just heard they were trying to cancel somebody this morning. I can't remember who it was. It was um, some sports announcer for hockey. <laughs> the guy from the the guy from the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, it was, no, it was a hockey guy, and he said something about without the women fans. It's a different game or something. Oh, I, so I it's forget exactly what he said, but it, it was it leaned barely leaned on misogyny. I guess if you're really hard left and nitpicky and want to bitch about everything, you could say it might be misogynistic a little bit. The guy from St. Louis, he was a baseball announcer, and they were starting the pregame show, and I don't. They caught him on a hot mic, and he said something like, "They were in Kansas City. They're playing the Royals," 
and they caught him on a hot mic saying, this is the biggest fag town around or something like that. Saw uh, The guy who's in our, our Discord, Soft, he was just telling me about that. I I thought that was hilarious. Like, and then, like during the game, he kept saying, "I can't believe I just said that." I'm oh, he was so apologizing, uh, and oh yeah, well, he's. They, I think they took him out. I think between innings, they took him out of there and put somebody else in there. I think somebody scored, and it was like a, a big score. And he was like, "All right," and there's a he he slams a big one. So man, this is probably the last time I want to be on a mic. Uh, I just want everybody to. <laughs> no, it was. I can't believe I didn't pull the audio. It was what he says. He's like, I'm really sorry. This might be the last time I'm on a mic. You hear the crack of the bat, and he goes, guy just hit a home run. Oh, yeah, he just hit yeah. one out, left field, and he went right back into his apology again. And, yeah. you know, listen, I know that he feels bad. He had a great gig, right? It's over. He's done. And then who's going to hire him after that? What made him say that, though? Was it like, is there still, you know, leftover – shockwaves still from the family the two lawyers who you know stood up for their home with their guns out front that's st louis but they were in kansas city and the only thing i said they were in st louis now the st louis was in kansas city and again the only thing that i can think of is you know in the movie blazing saddles there's this one scene where the the boss comes up and he says i'm not paying you two to jump around like a bunch of kansas city faggots so that's where i always think about kansas city is a big gay town now i don't know if it is or not but from that movie and that's what in the 70s is that when that came out i was a kid when i well now when you go to play blazing saddles i think on like netflix and stuff they they point out that it's satire that it's a satire it's making fun of the redneck mentality et cetera, et cetera. Like you can't turn on any movie now without it being oh, totally, totally altered. You know, uh, all, all these movies that come out from say Disney and stuff. I mean, they send as the movies being done, they send it to China, which is their investors. And China's like, yeah, you got to change this and this, or it's not going to run in China. Well, that's a big ass market. So they alter these movies. Sure so do. all of these movies that, that you guys get to watch, I don't watch the Marvel stuff cause I could give a shit. But all of you that are like, yeah, Marvel, Marvel movies rule. I can't wait till the next one comes out. Just know when you watch it, it was China approved. How do you feel about Ellen getting all this shit for being a horrible boss? I, I did a rant on her on, on uh, my show probably uh, last week, early last week. And my run is this. She's allowed to be a bitch. Right. And, and these shows, they don't just come in, film a show a day. That shit ain't live. You know, they film like four or five shows a day and then they'll like cram an entire year's worth into three or four months, just like to do game shows when they film like Family Feud. Well, Steve Harvey doesn't film one 30 minute show and go home. They're going to film eight, 10, 12 episodes that day because he's got other shit to do, other money to make. He's got, you know, a morning radio show. He's got a nighttime show. He's got a talk show, et cetera, et cetera. So Ellen needs you there when you're hired on guess what it's a boot boot camp for three or four months deal with it well here's the thing i mean i've worked for a lot of different people and i gotta tell you i've had some really dick bosses i mean huge dicks i mean they were horrible to work for and i worked for them for years and one of the ones that was the worst was my father he was horrible. <laughs> he, I mean, he expected the most out of me. He gave me no slack. I was on 24-7. It was horrible. And I worked for him from the time I was 12 years old until I was 22. So then when I got in the elevator business, you got in as apprentice and you were a mop. They called you, you know, you were just a mop and you did whatever they told you to do. Go, You know, if someone dropped a quarter 20 bolt in the pit and you needed and you were 30 stories up, guess who had to go down and get it? The helper. And then even when I became a mechanic and you had a problem and you would go to your boss, they were just jerk offs. Every one of them was a jerk off, one bigger than the next. And here's the thing. They made me a better worker. Yeah. I knew how to get around them. You had to know how to get around them. You had to know how to deal with them. And they made you better because they expected more. Here's the thing about Ellen. If it was so fucking bad, no one had to stay. You all could have quit. Right. But you didn't. Because you wanted it on your resume, and if you want it on your resume, you got to pay your dues. And if you pay, you got to pay your dues. You got to take some shit. It's not every fucking job is, as my father used to say, "Good time, Charlie." This isn't good time, Charlie. We got work to do. We got things to do. We got money to make. 
businesses, like in other words, it's not an entertainment business or it's not a painting business or it's not an elevator business. They're all money-making businesses. If you can't make money at them, then you might as well go play golf or do whatever. You got to think, what does it cost a day to produce that show? Yeah. I'm going to guess it's well into six figures, probably approaching seven. Absolutely. And I remember as a mechanic, we had this one guy who was uh, like the chief troubleshooter. And I used to watch what would happen. They would say, I can't fix this elevator. And then he would go, well, did you try this? Well, did you try that? Well, did you try this? And they would say, no, no, no. And he would basically make fun of them. I said, I'll never do that with that guy. So this is what happened. If I ever had to use him, and trust me, I would do everything not to use him. But there was a couple of times when you work 15 years in a business, there's a couple of times you had something that stumped you. Yeah. So I would say to him, I'd call him on the phone. I'd say, hey, I'm having a problem here. I did this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and I'm not having any problem. <laughs> and I, I'm st I still can't find out what's wrong with it. And he would go, okay. And he would sit there for a second. He'd go, well, we'll try this. And what about this? And I go, okay, good. Hold on. Let me go. Let me double check that. I said, give me one more in case they don't work. And he go, well, then I would check this. And I go, okay. And I would hang up the phone. And then if whatever he said was right, I would immediately call him and say, hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This is what the problem was. Yep. And I only had to make a couple of those calls. But yep. I knew immediately by watching what he did to other people because he was such a jerk off right. that that was how to get around him. And I think it made me a better person, made me more. I know my father. He used to say to me, I don't pay you for what you can't do. I pay you for what you can do. And that made sense to me. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I think with uh, Ellen, I mean, Ellen's been doing the show since 2003. I think she's made some money and she's probably pretty comfortable and can just never tape another show ever again. She's in her 60s and now. She's got fuck you money. You no, know, in, in uh, two, three years, whatever, everything kind of dies down. She comes out and does a, you know, a Netflix comedy special, whatever. She didn't do that. She could have just because all these assholes took to social media that work for her and were fucking bashing her and, and, and talking about, you know, the the horrid work conditions. I, I didn't get time off when my grandma died. Oh, fucking get over it. You then you shouldn't work in that kind of job. So she could have just shut everything down, said, fuck y'all. Thanks for the money. I'm out. And uh, but she didn't do that because. And I think it's because of these asshole Hollywood fucks. They don't want to uh, go out on a bad note. So she's probably going to come back, do it for two more years, and then bow out gracefully where she has respect of everybody. So, And the, and the cash train will still dump carloads of uh, cash right outside of her door. I kind of think, uh, and this is no one's really talked about this, but I kind of think that she might be being canceled for the time that she was at a football game. I think it was the Super Bowl, and she was sitting with uh, George bush and his wife yeah and everybody saw it and they started giving her shit and she came on and she says hey listen i have different people that are friends of mine we might not agree on political things but yeah. they're still friends of mine and she kind of blew it off and i think maybe this is them coming back at her for this i don't know i've seen people do more for less to be quite honest with you yeah all right well i'll tell you what i think that's about it i think we've done it all we've said it all we've done it all Bob, I'm kind of glad that you didn't uh, kick me to the curb and go get nah. yourself another co-host. I'm a patient man. Oh, you're <laughs> a patient man. <laughs> uh, like, like I said, John, I, I knew that you had some kind of a, a reason that, you you know, you you don't want to force anything. It's, it's like nobody can put a gun to, you, you know, John uh, uh, Lennon's head, pardon the analogy there, and say, write me a hit song. You know, it, 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 it kind of has to come. You kind of have to want to do it. So if you're not, for whatever reason, you're not into it, uh, that's cool. We'll we'll take a freaking sabbatical. Now, I, I'll tell you, there was times where I was like, oh, my God, I really want to. In these days, you know, right now, this is the perfect time to podcast, especially for us. Yeah. A couple boomers for a lot. We got all kinds of shit to talk about. I can't wait to see the debates. Oh, my God. I pray. Don't that, think there are going to be debates. I pray <laughs> that they allow Biden out of the basement for a debate. And I really can't wait for the debate against Pence between Pence and uh, Kamala. I can't wait for that. I not that it's going to make mean, it. Uh, Kamala, 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 Camelia. Yes, her. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited about that. But it yeah, won't make a um, difference. It. I just don't understand how anybody can watch 
Kamala or Biden and hear everybody who's because this is what it was like for me. I was going to like save this for my own show. But anytime I would turn on the DNC, sometimes I just turned the TV on and it was already on it because I was watching that station from back during the news or whatever. And anytime I'd turn it on, I'd be all right, let me give this a minute. And it, it was like an infomercial for a product you didn't want. And it's like, not only do you get the Joe Biden, but if for an additional fee, you can get Kamala Harris. You know, it was like just just three easy payments. It's like it, that. That's what it felt like. Everybody sucking sucking the dick to get to to get Biden in, and and the ones who are like governors, like Cuomo and all these assholes, they're all doing it. It's a for them. It's a job application. They want a position in his cabinet. That's all that is. I got to tell you, I've never seen so much gaslighting in my entire life. I've never seen so much blatant, bald-faced lying in my entire life. It's so easy to check, though, now. That's what cracks me up. And the best commercials for Trump are going to be Kamala just talking about Joe. There was one screen where they showed, they try to make it look like they have all these at-home uh, fans of Joe Biden up there watching at home and they're clapping in their little, you know, webcams. They got their kids in their lap and they're all, and, and they had like 30 screens up, right? If you freeze frame that screen that has all 30 of them up, three of the cameras are the same person. They couldn't even get 30 people. Right. It's ridiculous. And you know, as an old saying goes, give me a break. That's right, Joe. <laughs> that's an old saying. You better let the Kit Kat people know. Right. Well, of course. How dare you? Uh, You can't say anything about that because, (laughs) yeah. And here's the other thing. You can't criticize Kamala because she's a woman. And now that she's a woman, if you you have any criticism, it's then you are a misogynist. And I'm like, listen, you are now basically running for the presidency of the United States. And guess what? You're going to be treated like a man. If you can't handle that, then you're not the person for the job. But if well, they, you say that, then you get, how dare you? They act like she's the first one with a vagina to ever get offered the v- VP spot, and she's not. Yeah, but you know something? This worries me because she might be the first vagina that actually makes it into the presidency, and she's out of all the vaginas. All right, so let's let's go ahead and go there. Honey, I apologize. Which one would you smash? The 2008 Palin or 2020 2008 was who? Oh, Sarah Palin. Palin. Yeah. Oh, which one's which one's more of a milf? Palin is (laughs) Palin is yes. My goodness, Kamala's not ugly. I don't know. She's got a five head. You know, there's a lot of forehead going there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And again, it's not even about that. I mean, listen, I don't find anything about her attractive. Now, the thing about Sarah Palin, she was smoking hot. Still not bad for her age. But back then, she was smoking hot, but she was a fucking moron. Probably still is. <laughs> well, you know, that's the difference between a pit bull and a soccer mom or something. Yeah, it's like putting a, what did she yeah, say? Nine putting, brain cells, you stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he couldn't have picked. Listen, she is still very attractive. But the problem is, there's no way that I would want her running the country. I don't even want Trump running the country. The same thing with Biden. I don't know. Anyhow, we're not going to solve this today. So we'll just uh, we'll put this on the back burner and see how this shit show goes, because I have a feeling that you think there's riots now. Where do you see what happens? Oh, God, yes. It, 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 I don't think it matters which way the election goes. Um, November 4th, there's going to be shit. You're going to smell smoke. I don't care how far out in the boonies you live, you're, you're going to smell smoke. Right. Especially with this mail-in voting, because you're not even going to know who won. Not gonna, right. It's going to be like 2,000 all over again. There's no way you're going to know who won for days or weeks. There's going to be lawsuits. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. And even after the person wins, just like this last election, you know, she says you could, uh, Hillary said you could win by 3 million votes and still lose. So just know that. Yeah, so, 3 million dead people. <laughs> was the one I saw, the, there was a meme that says, there's no way my grandfather would ever, ever vote Republican until now and he's dead. Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. That's right. <laughs> don't forget it. That's right. All right, Bob. Well, 
thank you so much. And again, if you would like, you can always check us out. Follow us on our social medias. It's all in the show notes. Uh, we are basically Bullhorn Pod on all the socials. And uh, again, we have a phone number. I don't remember what it is, and I don't have it written down. Mash your little button that you had made up there. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail number 856 599 8558 or email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. Yeah, what she said. You can just do all that. Don't forget to press two for para espanol. <laughs> yes. Marque dos. <laughs> it's good talking to you, John. I will catch you guys next week.